0: Welcome to the UAC podcast. UAC was founded to create a place where the most successful chiropractors from different backgrounds and from around the world could come together to mastermind and create lasting friendships.
1: Our profession is unique, and surrounding yourself with a genius inside of UAC is a formula to grow personally and professionally into the life you have always known you are capable of achieving. Welcome to Chiropractic's Brain Trust.
0: Guys, we're here today with Olivia Joseph, and we are excited to have you here. We're here actually in Sedona. Woo! Love it's, this place. Yeah, so with our like women's retreat, um, it's been absolutely amazing. Just like such a such an incredible time to just all of us girls just bond, right? It's been like so it's such an amazing time to spend with each other yeah. and bonding and getting getting a little bit of time to ourselves even. Yep, right? Feels
1: like a big sleepover party. It does. <laughs> I know guys are really jealous. right? I, now. They <laughs> should be.
2: They should be totally.
1: <laughs> so I was so excited uh, to interview you, Olivia. I've known you for gosh. You've been you and Brian, your husband Brian, have yep. been in the UAC for must be going on. I think seven or eight s- years. Yes. Probably. Se- I mean, seven for sure. Yeah. Maybe eight. Yeah. And I just remember meeting you for the first time, and just you're like a force of energy walking into the room. And I just love, you know, learning from you that first weekend. And, um, you know, one of the things that struck me the most, and we're going to talk about you and your clinic and your passions, but um, just to start us off, I mean, one of the things that struck me that you said is you went to chiropractic school to actually be a functional medicine doctor.
2: Yeah. Right? And uh, so that might strike some people the wrong way, right? When you think about, so, uh, like, and I have a super strong philosophy and I... Um... I honor chiropractic philosophy in everything I do nutritionally. It was really just a matter of logistics, politics, technicalities. So I knew I wanted to practice nutrition and chiropractic had the largest scope of practice in the United States. So it it only made sense. And I loved chiropractic. Like I started going to a chiropractor as a teenager preventively and he helped me with digestive issues. So I'm like, this is totally what I'm going to do. And I looked into other fields. I knew I was not going to be a dietitian. Nothing about it resonated. With me, um, I really wanted to be a doctor. Um, I even considered conventional medicine. I considered being an oncologist at one point. Wow. Which, if I was, I would probably be a holistic <laughs> oncologist, and I'd probably be in jail right now, or my, li- my license <laughs> taken away, right? But um, I looked into being a naturopath, and they weren't regulated in all the states. Even, and I considered doing both, getting my DC and my naturopathic doctorate degree. Mm-hmm. And I practice in a state where naturopaths aren't licensed, so it just—it really was a, a a right place, right time thing for me. I, chiropractic school was the best years of my life. I studied acupuncture. I I chose Logan because they had such a phenomenal nutrition program. And I know that's not straight chiropractic, but like it, it's not a bait and switch. That's, I knew that's what I was going to do when I grew up. And I just wanted the
1: most amount of opportunity. Oh, that's awesome. So flash forward, uh, you met your husband, where did you guys meet? We met, um, we met at Logan. We met at a Christmas
0: party.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, he was, um, he was my intern's intern. And so, um, you know, you know how you have a chiropractic intern and they, you have to go weekly and get adjusted. So my husband, Brian was taking my blood pressure and I was joking and squeezing his muscles. And we just started (laughs) talking because my intern took super long notes. And so we would sit and talk and then we ran into each other at a Christmas party. We're like, Hey, and we've been hanging out ever since.
1: And the rest was history. Yeah. (laughs) Well, great. Um, And you opened your practice. You're in St. Louis or outside St. Louis? Yep. So we opened a practice in Peoria, Illinois first,
2: 17 years ago. That's where Brian's from. So I'm from New Jersey, met him in St. Louis, followed him to Peoria. Um, we opened That's the, true love. Yeah, that is, tr- that,
0: <laughs> that is
2: true love. Yeah. Um, and so we opened a practice there, and we built it pretty quickly, and we just weren't super fulfilled. It was not um, the philosophy or energy that we really wanted. It wasn't our dream. It was... It was great, don't get me wrong, but I think we had to go out there and experience what we really wanted to appreciate what we really had and built in Peoria. We were blessed though. We built,
0: we've, we've always been able to build a practice quickly. That's so cool. So there's lots of people in UAC that are husband and wife practices. What has been like one of your favorite things and one of your least favorite things about like working with your husband? I mean, I work with my husband too. So do you. So it's such a cool, Mm -hmm. cool experience, but there's positive and negatives to it for sure. sure. So tell us a little bit about that. So Brian's the boss. Brian is definitely the boss, right? And so,
2: (laughs) and I'm I'm not saying I don't like that. He's great at business, finances, systems, procedures. I'm a clinician, I'm a healer. That's what I do all day, every day. So I actually, I enjoy that. Like we can compliment each other. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I have to walk into his office and talk to him about work stuff and he has to respond as the boss, as the CEO, as the CFO coming at it from a marketing standpoint. And I honor and respect that because that's his strength, not mine. I don't, you know, sometimes of course it pisses me off and I might not agree with it or I might just <laughs> kind of roll my eyes, but he's, he's 90% of the time he's right because those are his strengths. Um, so I, I like that aspect, um, I always said early on in practice, when we were both adjusting, when our our adjusting rooms were side by side, on busy days, we'd come to the office together and I would not see him until the end of the day. Sometimes we'd have lunch together. Sometimes we'd go decompress. We always drove together in separate cars just so I could have just a little bit of like my own music, my own alone time. I don't even know if he remembers this because it was 15 years ago. So um, what I liked was when we were busy, we were we didn't see each other like we missed each other even though we worked together. When you're not busy, that's the not fun part because then you're kind of nitpicking, mm. you're nitpicking each other, <laughs> what what you sh- the other one should be doing and early on we we early on we were young, we didn't know what we didn't know. We were building a practice and we were doing everything. So mm. fast forward however many years later, and um, I really enjoy working with him. He's, he's my partner, uh, and he's my partner because he ha- he's good at things that I'm not good at and vice versa.
1: Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons we were drawn to you guys <clears throat> when we first met you is because you were really an example of a couple who figured that out mm-hmm. very early on, like, what you were great at, where your strengths were, and then made it work together. So, you know, your clinic in St. Louis is really an example for those of us in the UAC for, I mean, you guys have big volume. You serve a lot of people. You have your own supplements. Is that correct? Um, But the systems are there to back it up. So, That being said, uh, the, I know Brian's not here. Go ahead. Yeah, the supplements are, are kind of a, a side side hustle, mm-hmm. side
2: gig, and um, not for the faint at heart. I will tell you that right now, guys. Um, it's a long haul if you try to manufacture your own supplements. And then I, I resell other supplements as well, of course. But yes, my own supplement brand is things I privately manufactured. So that's kind of separate from the practice, but it's, it's one of my gigs and it's one of my passions.
1: Yeah, great. So cool. Um, I want to come circle back to that yeah. and hear what you've learned about that process. Mm-hmm. But I also know that you have partners in your business. So yeah. one of the things we talk about in UAC a lot is collaboration. Yes. And so, can you speak to that a little bit? You know, how that partnership was formed, yeah. how it works for you guys, the sure. synergy of mm-hmm. all of you, yep. and if you would recommend it or not.
2: Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. You see, a lot of partnerships end up bad and south. And here's, I think our Partnership worked out because we really love and respect each other, and we really know what the other's person's strength is. My business partners don't accept Brian to be in the office adjusting patients, not his strength. He's a great adjuster, don't get me wrong, but he is brilliant when it comes to business, finances, opening up other clinics. Procedure systems, they put their head down and do chiropractic because that's what their love and passion is. They don't expect that of me. And it can't be a numbers game in the sense where if they do 150 adjustments, it's not like I'm going to do 150 functional medicine consults per day. I can't do that, right? So I, it was never about a competition. It was we are equal partners. Um, so Brian and our business partner Jay, they were best friends in chiropractic school. And then I met Brian, uh, Jay met Whitney, we got married around the same time. Had kids around the same time and they had the same scenario where they were growing a practice fast because they're great at what they do. They're, they're attractive. They're charismatic. They love chiropractic, but the, the, environment they were in it wasn't we just wanted this wellness we wanted new tr- we wanted to to have a philosophy not of of chiropractic and and just therapy and what we could build to insurance right we practiced in states that had good insurance reimbursement and this is 17 years ago we didn't want to play that game we wanted like we had a vision of something bigger mm-hmm. um, and we came together and i think we never we never had the expectation that, oh, this person's working more, this person's working less, this person's performing more, this person's performing less. Because let's be honest, in 15 years of being in practice together, four kids on both sides, there's a lot of ups and downs. So there were times where, you know, one person was stronger than the other, and we just treated it as we're equal partners so that there was never a chance or an opportunity for animosity. In that environment, maybe there's a little bit of an environment for hiding behind your business partners or um, or nobody is lazy. We're all super driven, you know, people. But I I think there's the opportunity for kind of hiding in the background. You know what I mean? And we've we've all taken turns at that. But um, it's been a great blessing. And I don't think I don't think partnerships
1: are meant for everybody. I'm really glad you broke that down for us because in this group, you know, we have, like I said, collaborations and there's new business ideas that come out of the times that we get together. And I know there's people because I've been in this situation and I think I'm not the only one that they're sitting around going, I have this business idea and so and so would be so great at this and they're in the same space and we could, you know, join together. So the moment when the four of you guys were sitting down and you were going to venture on this business, Mm -hmm. obviously you had a gut feeling. Knowing your husband, though you had some guardrails to make oh, sure, sure that this partnership was—can you speak to like was there written agreements? Oh yeah, no, my
2: husband. Because my husband, um, what what made him really cautious was his dad started a, a commercial real estate company brought in his brothers it was his dad's company that he started brought in his brothers and they didn't have an end in mind and one of the brothers got really sick with cancer and they didn't know what to do Ah. like who is it a third a third a third so I think he saw that strife within his family and he's like so we always started with the end in mind like so since day zero and myself and Whitney we didn't stay a part of this but they what happens if somebody dies what happens if somebody gets divorced what happens if somebody just wants to quit and bail like we had all of that in writing um, so that
1: we were really clear on, on what would happen in those scenarios. That's great. Um, yeah. And I think that's really good to hear. You had it written down. Yeah. Start in, like you said, with the end in mind. That's awesome. Um, so you are a fantastic, as you said, healer and a caregiver, just a true caregiver. What are your passions? What is what is the type of patient or the problems? I mean, obviously you're caring for the patient, but what do you, what is your favorite? scenarios or conditions or Mm -hmm. people to take care of? Yeah, probably Hashimoto's
2: and thyroid. That's Mm. my sweet spot. And I think a lot of people stay away from it. um, Because it's a complex case. But I, I just I love it. Because I just love how the hormone system and the immune system and the gut and your detox pathways. I love how those systems overlap. And it's just like, I can look at a puzzle and I just see how all the pieces need to come together. Um, and a lot of that's repeat, repeat, repeat. And, um, I, I, that's absolutely my
1: favorite. Mm, That's great. So you're from New Jersey, Mm -hmm. Jersey. (laughs) living in the Midwest. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what, um, you know, would you ever see yourself or do you guys see yourself staying in the midwest is this something or would you ever venture back home now just i guess i'm getting at like with the climate being so different um than it was 10 or 12 sure. years ago and things politically being yeah. different. And I,
2: I never really saw myself going back to New Jersey. I love the East coast. I love my Jersey people. Um, I really would love to be on an ocean, but you know, I'm we're raised, we're raising our kids in the Midwest, which is a great mm. place, great values. We live in a red state, which has made things very nice for us with a, a like it made, it's made things nice for us during these crazy times times because, um, so I'm, I'm thankful for that. I, I don't want to be a nomad. I want to have roots somewhere, but I don't know that we will be in the Midwest for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
0: Speaking of your family, tell us a little bit about your family. Like I know you've got kids and tell us about, I mean, being a mom in a big practice, like there's lots of challenges there. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you've like navigated that and Give a, little, give a little background. There. You know,
2: I think in the beginning, we there was failure wasn't an option. Yeah, we were so young, we were newly married, we just signed a lease on a you know thirty five hundred square foot space not knowing anybody in town like and so like failure wasn't an option we right. just put down our head and did what we needed to do and yeah. in hindsight yeah we were working a lot but it didn't feel like work like right. our kids were part of the practice they were coming to the office with us and then we kept having kids and then blah 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 so I mean looking back I'm like wow that was crazy But it didn't feel, I mean, there were times it felt like that at the time. Now is very different because I have a 15-year-old girl in high school. I have a 13-year-old son, a 10, almost 11-year-old son, and I have a 2-year-old daughter. And having a teenager and a toddler is the hardest thing I could have ever imagined. And my number one strength is positivity. So I'm like, this is going to be great. We're never going to be empty nesting. And my husband's like, why is that a good thing? I'm like, no, because the older three will go away and we'll still have faith. And we we'll have all these older kids to help us out. It's freaking impossible to navigate. So I really, really, Brian doesn't have, he's got a lot of freedom because what he does is the business, the marketing. So he's around a lot. Like my kids have him in their life a lot, a lot. He's at all the games. He's at all the practices. Cause sometimes I'm putting a two-year-old to bed and we have baseball games that sometimes go till 10 o'clock. So, you know, I think one thing I loved about UAC pre-faith, pre-my two-year-old, <laughs> is combine and conquer. Like yeah. Brian and I had a three, four, five-year stretch where we just we just combined and conquered. And having another baby, we had to divide and conquer. And it's just what had to be done for this phase in life. And I believe we'll come back and combine and conquer again. That's just not where we're living in right now. And that's where I think having the right team, systems, procedure, and associate really mattered. Because I pulled back to working two half days a week. I literally was seeing patients six hours a week. That's it and our functional medicine department didn't go down. It didn't. So it was beautiful because it, 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 it it's different when I'm there. The energy is different when I'm there. The growth might be, feel different when I'm there, just energetically, but it didn't go down. So we created something that was sustainable without myself and Brian putting in tons of hours and all this marketing, like, that's the blessing right now.
0: That's so cool. And like I love that you said that about like the divide and conquer, the you know, combine and conquer cuz that is something that they we've learned in UAC so many different times, right? That's such a awesome awareness to mm-hmm. have even though you're going through this time right now where you are having to divide and conquer and eventually you'll be able to get get back together yeah. and get that get that together. So that's awesome. What do you feel like has been the biggest the coolest thing for your family, like raising four kids in, you know, a chiropractic environment, like, is there something that really is just like, man, I am so grateful that, you know, my husband and my husband and I are both chiropractors, and we're teaching them these, like, specific values, like, what do you see that's, like, really come out of that? I mean, with teenagers and... I really
2: would love to have a crystal ball fast forward to, like, 15, 20 years from now and answer that question. So I could look back and say, man, we nailed it. Yeah, man, we did that right. We're still <laughs> in the unknown. You know what I mean? I, my kids are healthy. Thank the Lord above. Yeah. Um, I'm very thankful for that. My kids um, are sweet. Like they're, they're good humans. Like I'm really thankful for that. Um, from a husband and wife standpoint, I, I think the best thing that's come out of it is not my kids. I think the best thing that's come out of it is that I have a husband that I get to share values with. Like, so we could fast forward to 10, 15, 20, 50 years from now, and I can kind of know what our future looks like together because we value the same things. Like, if I had a spouse that wasn't in this with me, that would be really hard. It'd It'd be really hard raising kids. It'd be really hard running a business together. It would be it would be really difficult.
0: Especially looking at, like, what's going on in the mm-hmm. world today. Like, I I always struggle with the people that do have different values in, within their marriage. It makes, yeah. man, it's, I can't even imagine. It just like, seems
2: like there's going to be a con, an unavoidable conflict
0: yeah. at some point. You know what I mean? Like, a, a fork
2: in the road. And I personally think UAC is the best thing for marriages. Not just married couples practicing together, but keeping people around like-minded people, yes. higher level thinkers, high vibrational people. Like we don't always get that at home. Yeah. Even if we make the most conscious effort to mastermind and have accountability groups, like you just want to be surrounded by people like
0: you. When, one of the things that I feel like is like so positive about that, that factor too, is like, I know sometimes Nick and I, before we used to go to different conferences and I'd go away and grow and come home and yeah. be like, Okay, I'm sharing this with you, but like you don't really understand. Whereas with UAC, you can totally exactly. grow together, right? Yep. And come home and be right yeah. different together. So yeah. I think that's such a cool value. Yeah, I think
1: you touched on a good point because you said that we're, you know, it's important to be around like-minded people. But it's not just philosophy, right? There's some really great examples of beautiful, just synergistic marriages in this room. Yeah. and you guys are definitely one of those, and your mutual admiration that I've seen from Brian as well, uh, but it so easily comes from you, and it's just beautiful. Thank so you. I just want to say that. Thanks. Um, back to him, though, because mm-hmm. one of his biggest strengths is marketing. So you named all the things that yep. he does, but yep. I know that if you cornered him, he would say, marketing's my love and yep. my passion, mm-hmm. right? I've seen you on Facebook. You guys have a strong page and a strong follow- following. Mm-hmm. You've got videos with Dr. Olivia, uh-huh. correct? Yep talk to us about that. How's that help build your practice? I mean, you guys were on this very early on. This is yeah. like common stuff now, but
2: right. I, I th- how has it evolved? I, and, I think a little bit about like Malcolm Gladwell outliers, you know what I mean? In the sense where some of it was like timing in the sense where all of that, like Facebook lives, that was completely organic. And you know what, Brian and I, he, he says this thing, like there's the Beyonce that gets on stage and she's the artist and the singer, but there's so many people behind the scenes orchestrating stuff. Brian's the behind the scenes, right? I, And I I never created, like, these videos, like, to make it about, I'm the brand, Dr. Olivia. What I simply did was I just, I'm like, I can only see one person at a time. This has to help more people. I'm just going to do videos. I'm just going to do videos. And then we started the supplement company. And what I wanted people to see um, with the the supplements, the Dr. Olivia Naturals, that there's a real person behind these supplements. There's a real doctor who's still in clinical practice, not just doing this, like, for the payout. You know what I mean? So that's why I did it was for street cred and to talk about, you know, and to talk about my, my passion. So that was very organic. Brian early on, like he was able to do Facebook ads and get 20, 30, 40, 50 people to live workshops. And I was good about talking about my passion, signing people up and you know, the sales process. So, um, there have been times where he did report of findings for for functional medicine because I couldn't keep up with it. And then there are times where I did it. And we, we just had a pretty good track record in growing the practice like that. But Brian could do like radio ads, get me on TV, put a newspaper ad in and get tons of butts in the seats, you know. So he naturally is gifted towards that. He's also super gifted when it comes to money, money, money. Security is very, (laughs) very high on his value system. Very high. And he feels he has to take care of everybody. He has to take care of my business partners. He has to take care of my children, make sure that their children are fed. You know, like he's, he, he, he's very strategic, responsible yeah, that in, that, in way. that way. And mm-hmm. so every decision he ever made, he goes, we pay ourselves first. We, um, you know, he keeps a very big eye on things. And sometimes, you know, we get excited. Let's do this. Let's buy this. Let's, you know, um, and I'll tell you just how good he is with systems, procedures, and seeing the value in others. He's great at marketing. I'll never forget this day as long as I live. Um, I was, I was, my practice had grown a lot really fast and I was doing 15 minute follow-ups and I was able to see a lot of people in a day and I freaking hated it. It was exhausting. It was burning me out. And I thought to myself, I'm doing functional medicine. I'm doing clinical nutrition, but I'm doing it in a medical model. Like, how did I get here? This sucks. I don't have time for notes. If I run two, three minutes late with a patient, it's thrown off my whole day. And I walked into Brian's office, and he was doing some numbers, (laughs) data, statistics at his desk. Google Analytics. Yeah, Google Analytics. (laughs) So I walk in, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I said, I cannot do this anymore. I said, I have to switch to 30-minute consultations. I can't do 15-minute follow-ups anymore. And he said, that's fine. You just have to charge twice as much. And I was just like, people aren't going to pay that. He was like, they will. And if you want to double your time, you're doubling your fee. And I I was mad. I was angry. But, you know, I was so burnt out. I was like, screw it. Let half my practice walk out the door. And then (laughs) I'm not so burnt out because I don't want to do this anymore. Right? (laughs) Within like two weeks, doubled the time, doubled the fee. I don't think I lost a single patient. Like the practice just kept growing. And it was one of those like, damn it, he was right. And then one day we started really getting, like really getting into our niches clinically. And so um, he just came. He's like, you you need to charge more. And he wanted me like close to double my fee again. I'm like, I can't do that. I have people that have been with me for years. People are going to leave. And like, they didn't. They really didn't. It just he saw the value in me, what we did, the results we were providing when I couldn't. You know what I mean? So it just, and then I was kind of like, holy shit, this does work. These people do believe in me. They're paying cash. They're referring. They're buying supplements for, you know, like it, I, I was surprised. I didn't think it could be done. He, so he's a visionary in that regard. Um, Cause it wasn't about like money, statistics, data. It never was like, I grew a practice. I grew the Facebook Live, my YouTube because I was just staying in my lane, which was
0: clinical, clinical, clinical.
1: That's awesome. So cool. Brian Joseph was right again. Right again. <laughs> right yeah, again.
0: Brian. <laughs> with this like one of the big things that we really like to ask people is just like what is your genius? Where where like I feel like we can kind of see it in a lot of the things that you're talking about clinical, clinical, but like where do you feel like like what is your genius? I, I think, well, okay, so we did strengths finder
2: today. I think part of my genius is is even in the woo, when others over, in the sense where I just, I think I can connect with people really quickly, and that allows them to trust me, which allows them to stay with me, follow the recommendations, stay compliant, and therefore end up with a really good result clinically. So I'm good at the clinical stuff, but I don't think that that's the real gift. I think it's the, the, the you know, my charisma, my positivity, like... Anybody could be a clinical genius. it doesn't mean you're going to be able to influence people, attract people to right. you, to work with you and, and actually follow your recommendations and trust you and refer to you Yeah okay. yeah yes. so I think
1: that that's that's probably mine. That's great. Well, you definitely have that all working so well together for you know your gifts and, and what you do. <clears throat> Excuse me. So earlier you were telling us the story, and in your eyes, I could just see. It was a personal story about somebody who works for you who just lost a loved one. Yeah. And <clears throat> you having to deal with a hospital to get in there and do some treatment, natural treatment for that person. I could see the conviction of your values and your beliefs, like, so deeply. Like, I don't know that is it's very rare. You just don't see it that deep. Where does that conviction come from? Like, where... Where is it that you absolutely, at all costs, you have to make this impact with with these people? Where do, where does it fuel up out of? Um. I, I
2: think that it probably comes from a little bit of loss in my life at an early age. My mom got cancer for the first time when I was like nine or 10, had five cancers by the time I was 25. She's alive and well, just happened to have cancer again this year. And she like, she makes it look like the common cold. So I think what that <laughs> did was it made me very, very grateful and present, grateful and present, grateful and present. So I think that that's what gave me my conviction. I am not myself when I live in a gray area. Like I'm just not, um, I love vanilla. I love the smell. I love the taste, but I like when things are just very vanilla, like (laughs) it's just not me. It's just not me. So when I'm like retreating from people, when I'm hiding, when I'm isolating, right? Like when I'm not, when I don't have that conviction, that is not me. It doesn't feel like me. And so, um, I don't know where it came from maybe my mom she's spicy as hell but my dad is loving as hell and um he's he's very competitive and I I think I think I'm the youngest in my family and I think that there's a little bit of like truth to the pecking order of things I grew up my whole life loved and protected so it allowed me to be me You know what I mean? And then I married Brian, who I knew would love and protect me, take care of me, so I could just be me. So I think that that's a beautiful place to be. So I get to just like, hey, this is me, take it or leave it. And sometimes I'm probably a
1: bit much for him and others, but that's the only way. That's the only way I can function from a healthy place. Love it. Something Dr. Beth said yesterday just struck with me, and it kind of comes back up with what you just said, is we talk a lot about privilege in this country, Mm. and privilege is not things, you know, is what she drew our attention to. Privilege is unconditional love, it sounds like you had that at an early age, and then it just enables you to, you know, draw, that confidence is drawn from that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, any parting thoughts, Olivia? Anything else that we should know about you? Um, Let's say hmm I think you're a Hawkeye fan we like that oh my husband is. that's oh, all my I'm
2: husband I'm not really into sports I don't know no, what I'm know. a fan of I'm a fan <laughs> of my husband my kids I'm a fan of vacationing the beach cooking um I'm super passionate about just food in general and I think that that's one thing that that Brian and I really have in common and what I'm like 15 17 years ago you know talking about like you can eat amazing food that's beautiful and tastes great and you can cook beautiful food and it smells good and like it could still be really healthy it could still be really really healthy and and it's kind of like an an art so that's something that people might not know, know about me I love music too love live music love acoustic music and I love coffee Ooh, favorite concert um I gotta think about my favorite concert you too, Brian you're getting props here <laughs> <laughs> On Valentine's Day, Brian gave me tickets to see you two in Dublin. Oh, and we had oh some man. other friends that were going and he goes, that's not practical. We're not going to, <laughs> to Ireland just for a concert. And I woke up and there was a little red rose by the coffee pot because he knows coffee is my love. Coffee is my first love, my passion. Like, I love coffee. Um And so he put it by the coffee pot and I, I see like a note by the coffee pot and he's, he like Bluetooth swither without you. And I read the card that we're going to Dublin to see you too. That was the best. And he took one for the team because he could care less about flying to Ireland for three days for a concert.
1: Good job, Brian. Brian. So, um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Oh, (laughs) stuff, sorry. (laughs) Well, we thank you so much for being here with us. You are always um, just an absolute joy. Thank you. You guys are so fun to be around. You make it easy. Oh, well, awesome. Thanks, Olivia. Thank you. Great job. Thanks.